To the roots, the, the devil watching, yeah, he always on pursuit. On but pursuit. Jesus is our rock, so we shall not be moved. Can't be moved. We on a winning team, so we can't lose. We, can't lose. we say facts, cause we hitting y'all with proof. Started from the bottom, now we standing on the roof. Yeah. As God as our witness, we gon' make it to the moon. When you want the truth, the world be hiding it. This the real word, we providing it. We got Ace, BK, Truth, Rick Star. And we plan to make a movie like it's Pixar. From the plantation yeah. We just trying to save your souls from damnation soul. So if you down with the message Tune in every week so yeah. It will lead you to the message that you seek uh. yeah. It's the real world It's the real world It's the real world It's the real Season 8, Episode 5. I'm your host, Ricard Gina Well, Shout out to everybody for watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's helped us to get this far so far. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself. Ready, most the one and only. A Servant in the building. So add me on Instagram. A Servant 11. If it's no 11, that's not me. And I got my water with me today. All right, all right. We here with my other co-host. Introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? It's Kamel Hall. Um, you can follow me on the BK Hallway. I've recently released two songs this week, and I got some things to talk about. <laughs> got some things on my heart right now, you know. All right, all right. We got a very special guest for you guys. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm Stephanie Olson. How are you? I do a lot of things. Hey. <laughs> I got one, we got to nowadays. I got one question for you, Miss yes. Austin. Do you know John Osteen? Are you related to him? Who? You you ever heard heard of John Osteen? Uh uh. Joel Osteen. Osteen. Joel Osteen. Yeah. No, I'm Olsen. Go ahead. I mean. You guys can still be related. Do I look like I'm related to Joel Osteen? <laughs> A little bit. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right, all right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us yeah. about what you do, please. You bet. So I am... Uh, mom of three kids. I'm the CEO of a nonprofit called the Set Me Free Project, which does prevention education on human trafficking, social media safety, and healthy relationships. And I'm a inspirational speaker and a podcaster. So I got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about what got you into the work that you do and what what gave you the inspiration to start that podcast and yeah. to start your nonprofit? You know, it's it really all started <laughs> when I was born because I was born to a very abusive father and um, an amazing mother who just really was very insecure. And so I um, had this trauma early on in my life. My mom escaped that violent relationship when I was only a year old. 
but um, my father never did anything to want to have anything to do with me, no Christmas cards, no birthday cards. Yeah. And when that happens and, you know, you think your own father doesn't love you or want to contact you, you don't feel loved, and your own father doesn't, um, you know, think that you're worth anything, you don't feel worthy or valued. And so that really kind of set up the trajectory of my life. And so I spent a lot of years um, in um, addiction, eating disorders. I wound up in an abusive marriage myself early on. Um, and it was just a real struggle trying to find um, a sense of purpose, a sense of value, which I finally did experience um, a lot through my faith. But when um, I, I remarried had, to a wonderful man, had a family, and I really wanted to give back to women in particular at the time um, who had experienced things like addiction and homelessness and, um, and things like that. So I started a ministry um, about victory in Christ and um, that, you know, that you can um, live a victorious life. And that turned into, after several years, one of the women that I worked with said, let's help sex trafficked victims. That was a quote. And um, we started to do some research and realized, gosh, sex trafficking has no idea. Yeah, so we back live. Sorry about that. We had a technical difficulty. Um, so you was telling us more about your ministry and the ministry yeah. that you started. Yeah, it was, um, you know, really one of the things that we wanted to make sure was that youth, so we have a curriculum from third grade through college age for youth, and we talk to adults every facet, but we wanted youth to really understand and that's the foundation that you have intrinsic value that nobody can take away, nobody can change, that you are important, that you are incredible. And so that's really what it was all about. Self-lifting, you know. Say that again. It sounded, you know, sounded self-lifting, like, you know. Yeah, empowering yeah. Oneself. Yeah. Because we know that people who want to do harm go after vulnerabilities. They go after the things when we don't feel confident. We don't, um, and it could be vulnerabilities that are just real, like poverty or homelessness. But if we can eliminate as many of those vulnerabilities as possible in our youth, in our lives, that is huge. Something Sometimes it'll have to do with objects. Yeah. You sound yeah. like you sound like a therapist, you know, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we actually our presentations, we bring in we're not therapists, we're not we just have fun. We have conversations. And so when we go in with the kids, um, we do a lot of engagement, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of um we laugh a lot despite the topic. Topic's not funny, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. So we just have a really good time with the kids and help them do critical thinking. Yes, that's very important because yeah, yeah. The exactly. more technology that comes out, the less critical thinking that human being does. Oh. <laughs> Yes, that is so true. And you know what's really sad? We've got 
and social media is not a bad thing. It's not going away, all of that yeah. stuff. But this is where they're finding their connection. This is where they're finding their confidence. And that's that's something that we really need to work on. Yeah. True. Pe people True. look for the internet for validation. That's right. Just that's right. Important. I was watching iRobot. You think the world's going to end up like iRobot, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I hope not, but yeah. It is. <laughs> I mean, they, they showed us plenty of examples. Like, yeah. you got the Tulsa call where you it could drive by itself. Not yeah. Even, and then they implemented that. They implemented that system in CDL driving too. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they cutting off a lot of checks. We're doing Zoom, I, working from home. Exactly. Yeah. I think these are all just preparative. Like, people... Need to really look at COVID and really, you know, implement certain systems mm -hmm. inside themselves because it's gonna be the future, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's really good things about it, really bad things about it, and I think probably one of the worst things about it is we're losing that ability to be connected to each other. And you know, it seems like we are more connected than we were because we, you know, the the. Four of us could yeah. be doing this a long time ago. Everybody's like always yeah. there, you know. Yeah. I could yeah. always call them. I could always call them. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think kids today, they don't really know how to have those conversations and mm -hmm. just really have those intimate relationships. True. Yeah. yeah. Disconnecting us. Yeah. That's why we need to spend more time together and less time. That's right. Technology, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we need to have more time. Especially with the family, for sure. Especially with the family, for sure. Because yeah. once you implement it in the family, you can't let strangers take your kids away from you. Mm -hmm. That's right. One thing I wanted right. to touch on, you know, f is that even here in Brooklyn, where we're from, um, there's a stroll not too far from here, um, Pennsylvania Avenue, where... I can say that there's been prostitutes there my whole life, like since I was a kid. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, like, there's been like two hotels over there, and yeah. there's been like a strip, and it's like it's, it's, it's a like, national area. <laughs> yeah, it's like a that's culture. It's like when you go there, it's like a drive-through, but there's no McDonald's. It's just kind yeah, of going yeah. around in circles. Well, that's so true. He's painting it vividly. Like, <laughs> vividly. Here's what I will. Here's what and I'll everybody tell you about knows about Because that those people who are you know prostitutes, most of them are being victimized. They're not there because they yeah. want to be there, and so it is definitely something that looks really different than we think it does mm -hmm. but yeah it's yeah. right it's everywhere but right look there. at look at that economy right there the corner store stays open because the corner store owner knows people are going to go there for late night snacks for drinks, drinks. for condoms yeah. for gum and things like that then you got the hotel guy with the atm in the front he already knows he got everything set up for you. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. around the corner there's and then there's there's like food in between, like there's like a Wendy's, a White Castle, everything. Yeah. So they got like, everything lined up for you. They be like, yo, you good, man. All you need to do is just bring the money. Walk down the street. Yeah. Two and the money. That's so, it. And it's gotten to the point in New York City that is like the DA stopped convicting people for 
um, prostitution mm-hmm. and, and, and soliciting prostitution, not for sex trafficking, but for prostitution, as in like willingly buying between two consenting adults. And it's become ingrained in our culture where now it's even in, in, in music where they sell you the picture like buy a, buy a girl bag yeah. or yeah. spend a certain yeah. amount of money and, and then she sleeps with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can see, say it's guilty on both sides because I've heard both sides of the conversation where a girl said, oh, I was with a guy and then I broke up with him, but I got this, this, and this, this, and that out of him. So what? So it's like you hear both sides of the conversation. And it's like... Yeah. I feel like it's been ingrained into the culture now since back yeah, back back in the days. Yeah. Where like even biblical and in the Bible yeah. there was a story back about a guy he was he was abusing his um I guess his mistress and then she went yeah. back to her father's house and then when she went back to her father's house men came to try to rape him and, and, and then Yeah. The the girl's father said, "No, don't rape him. Take my daughter. She's a virgin." And then they raped her, and then they cut her up into pieces. And no, they raped her and then dropped her in front of the house. She died. This died. is all the story in the Bible. Yeah. So then the yeah. next morning, the 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 guy comes like, "Look at you. You look disgusting." And then he cuts her up and sends a piece of her to all to each of the different twelve tribes of Israel. And it's like, because the men that came to rape him, they were men of God, Levites. Mm. Like, you know, so it's like, this is this gets deep, like deep, yeah, deep, deep into the culture. So it's like. It is, it is totally, it is very deep. Here's what I will tell you. So prostitution is the, you know, consent of I'm going to sell my body for, for some something of value. The problem is that only about 3% statistics say of people who are claiming to be prostitutes are actually doing it willingly. The majority of those people are being trafficked. Mm. And what is interesting is that the majority of trafficked individuals... 97%? Yes. Yes. So the majority of trafficked individuals don't even self-identify as trafficked. They don't yeah, realize true. they're being trafficked, but they mm. are. So, yeah. yeah. Meaning that they have a pimp, you're saying? They have a pimp slash trafficker. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, in our music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we are, our society is making that the norm. Mm-hmm. But it's truly victimization and violence and evil. Yeah. And it starts at a really young age. The average age of entry into trafficking for girls is as young as 12 years old. For boys, as young as 10 to 11. The average age. So That's it's wicked, definitely man. a problem. <laughs> I deep. thought Jamaica had it bad. No, no. I gotta... <laughs> nah, is that just in America or is I it in islands too? That's, um, that is an American statistic, mm-hmm. so I don't know what it is everywhere globally, but it's, it's young. Okay. Yeah. Are you religious, by the way, just, um, I don't know, it's personal, do we ask that? I don't know. If yeah, she says she do, by the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christian yeah. faith, or? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I became a Christian 
at the age of nine, completely turned my back on Christ, did a whole bunch of um, stuff to just deny him, and was doing a lot of drugs. I was drinking. I was, you know, just she had a life. really bad lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. Welcome to the party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then That's um, that is it. <laughs> turned it back over. Um, in my early 30s, but I was still drinking every day. Mm -hmm. and then How I about got the sober. 40s? I can um, relate to that. How about your 40s? <laughs> I stopped drinking in um, 30, when I was 32, no, wait a minute, 2002. So I was about 32, I think, I stopped drinking. And um, yeah, my 40s were great. My 40s was a great decade. Oh, you were so active. 40s is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dude, alcohol is a drug I never liked. I don't. How do you, really? And well, in a sense of I did enjoy it. I still enjoy it now. But what I mean, <laughs> no, it's I the you said you didn't like it. <laughs> it's the hangover. It, it's it's, you know everything has its good and bad. So yeah. I'm, you know, just like you in my twenties, you know, I was drawn to alcohol, so yeah. it became a part of my life. You know, so now I. I'm getting over it, but you know, it's like one day at a time, you know, three, three years. I'm like, all right, it's the family. Got to take a shot. Something like that. How, <laughs> old, how old are you? Right now, I'm 30, turning 31. Um, okay. So, about, about to yeah. have my first daughter. So it got me away Aww. from alcoholism. You know? Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped drinking um, when my oldest, my first daughter was 18 months old. Mm -hmm. Because things were not good, and yeah. but I, I was able to the, turn it over, and and now I got mm -hmm. my oldest is twenty one. So oh wow, oh yeah, you must be a good mom. <laughs> Say that again. You I must lost be a, your sound. You must be a good mom. You know, you're not having Aww. no drunk nights. <laughs> That's good. The best mom ever. <laughs> oh, Thank <okay>. you. <laughs> I've got a 21-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old son. They're good kids. Yeah. Well, you yep. said you're blessed. Yeah, I only want three kids, too. I don't want no more than three. <laughs> hey, you, you really, if you have two kids, you have two arms, I think that's the way it should have gone. I don't know why God didn't give us an arm for every kid. It's really <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You got me. Juggling. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Imagine you have twins. <laughs> I'm worried about that. <laughs> you got to. I take. I take what God gives me at this point. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> you got twins. Good luck, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about some of the work that your organization do. Vic, what is it? Victory and Victory. The Set Me Free Project. Huh? Yeah. So, um, so we go into schools uh, with a curriculum for third grade through college age, and we educate, and we have a blast with them. We do a lot of activities, a lot of engagement. We also talk to all kinds of adults, and just, I mean, we are an education organization, um, okay. and really it's about, and we also do small groups, so kids that got we have so many disclosures, kids that are going through a difficult time, kids that are being abused at home, kids that are being trafficked. And so they will come to our educators and, and tell them, sometimes the first time they tell anybody that they are having um, 
a problem in their home. We had a little boy, he was in eighth grade, he, little to me, he was in eighth grade, and he, um, he was actually um, approached us, hadn't told anybody that he was getting severely sexually abused in his home. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like those we had to, Yeah, and, <laughs> and so much so that like siblings were now abusing, you know, it was just a very awful situation. So we reported it and we were working with, with um, them and then we kind of have to go away. We have to let the experts do their thing because we've done our part. We usually don't hear about what happens to the kids after that. When this little boy called us um, or emailed us about a month later and he said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I was taken from the home, but I'm safe for the first time in my life, thanks to you. And then a month later, he emailed us and said, hey, it's my birthday, I just turned 14 and I'm having a birthday because of you, so thank you. And that's really why we do what we do. We don't get to hear about those things very often, but when we do, it's amazing. So do you guys work with ACS or Child Protective um, Services? You know, we, we do, it's like DHS here. Yeah, we, we refer to um, any, we work in several states, so whoever the state, um, you know, it's, um, now I'm just blanking, but whoever is the state leader in that we work with. And then we work with a lot of organizations that do other kind of work so that if our families need things like, you know, hey, I'm hungry, we don't have any food, then we can refer them to a place that they can, you know, a food bank or something like that. So we do work with a lot of other organizations who do those other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're connected to, oh, should I tell her? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're connected to Walmart. <laughs> You're connected to Walmart? Yeah, we do donations too. Yeah, cats out the back. <laughs> You know, I don't want to get in no legal trouble right now. <laughs> the goose is looking loose. Uh, Sex trafficking. Oh, this, is getting a, this is an interesting conversation. No, I don't know. I, I only shop at Walmart. That's it. So, yeah, okay. yeah. You're not sponsored? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Okay. So, yeah, one thing I learned about overcoming adversity in school is that it better equips you and prepares you for the things in life and it's those that overcome adversity are usually the ones that are more successful or that's able to go further in life because when obstacles come their way they're they're able to overcome so what are some obstacles you felt like you overcame that helped you to become the woman you are today Mm -hmm. yeah so i think it's only during those times of adversity that we grow. That's that's how we grow. And, you know, I think it, it took me a long time to realize with the abandonment of my biological father that I was loved and I didn't need that from him specifically, but I had incredible people in my life who supported me and who loved me. And, um, and, and that took a long time, but, you know, between alcoholism and drugs and just that, 
that feeling of a lack of worth that I consistently had to battle with, um, those were some of the big um, obstacles in my life that I really had to overcome. And it's it was hard. It was not easy at all. Um, you say that's what drives you to do your job now? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean... So one of the things, I, so I, I'm, I'm an easily addicted person. I don't do moderation very well at all. <laughs> if I am touching something, I will get addicted to it. So it's oh. just, so I have to just be really mindful of those kind of things. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing like you're biracial. I am, yeah. In fact, that was one of so my um, that was one of the big pieces of adversity that I had to overcome because you know my mom's white and my dad's uh, my biological father is black and so I was born in 1969. So that's a really rough time to be biracial in America 69. and so just right there I had aside from the fact that my abusive father abandoned me I had now had to you know fight racism and, and adversity and all of those those situations so it, yeah that it's always that's always a thing I think you know who was the president at that time oh geez. I wasn't prepared for that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you had the answer, you know? <laughs> was it Nixon? I don't know. We hope you had the answer. <laughs> so I do know I remember I remember Jimmy Carter being president when I was growing up. That's yeah. the I think that's like the earliest I remember a president. Oh wow. He's the one president that no one has nothing bad to say. They like little Jimmy Carter. He always building the houses. He is, he's an amazing man. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. And my kids met him at Disney World. So. Oh, wow. You know. That's <laughs> I know. He's the, he really is the only president. He One term, but he's the only president that people are like, yeah, he's a good guy. They need the drama. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. they're like, it's cool, but <laughs> one day they might say that about Trump. Right? <laughs> you know? Don't even go there. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell us a true. little bit about your town, like where you live now. So I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and a lot of people Omaha, Omaha. call it like a flyover <laughs> state. Omaha, but Omaha. here's what I will tell you. That's what the College World Series is. College World Series is here, Berkshire Hathaway. There's a, a lot. This is where Warren, Warren Buffett, you know him? Yeah, we know he Warren Buffett. Here. Oh, yeah? So, He's uh, your neighbor? <laughs> he is not my neighbor. <laughs> You're like, yeah, he but, lives here. This close. <laughs> he lives in your town, though. His house is the most modest house that is actually selling it right now. And he, the car he drives is super modest. So Classic yeah. life, you know? Family. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> but um, it's a good it's a good city. It's um, a lot of well. life here. Of, <laughs> uh, we have a lot of great restaurants, a lot of good art. I mean, it's no New York City, but 
we have really it's a good it's a good city you think new york city's still good i don't know i love new york city but i haven't been there for a couple of years okay. yeah it's, it's not really expensive. safe no more it's very expensive but i like so when i go to the city i go for a short time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like short stay too much yeah <laughs> But I was telling, I was telling you, my daughter lives in Brooklyn, so oh, she she's does. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you only go just to visit her. That's well, yeah, and I like the city, but okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, daughter, everything's on you, right? What do you yeah. feel like is the biggest difference between where you live and where we live? Uh, well, I would say, I would say one of the biggest differences is. Um, diversity Mm. and I think there is despite what people say I would say that there's a lot of racism still here and um, the Mm. opportunities just people would not say this is true but you can see like some of those the equity issues are not the same here so Mm. I think those are some of the biggest things it's a very white state Mm -hmm. basically you get more opportunities out here yeah, yeah. So and and I think that's probably and Omaha is the biggest city here and it's great life. Um, then there's Lincoln and then the rest of the state is pretty small town. Mm-hmm. So do you identify more as a black woman or more as a white woman? So um, you know I I I call myself black. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do try and embrace both of you know all of my heritage I think that's really important Um, I think that I really it's important for me to um, really identify with my black culture and roots but um, this is a really white world and here's what's frustrating. You know, I'm in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. I had a group in the kind of the industry of the nonprofit world say, well, you know, we really want to make sure that everything's going well for everybody in this industry, um, making sure that we're bringing racial equity across the state of Nebraska. We're doing this. And I said, well, as the only woman of color running an organization on human trafficking, why did you not ask me? That Mm. would be an important question, you know? So Mm. I think there's a lot of that that still goes on. They say they want racial equity. They say they want, you know, but then there's kind of an absence of people of color in some of those very important places. Allegedly moments. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they'll say that they love you, but they won't even like you. They'll have a party and won't even invite you, huh? Yeah. 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 And it's it's really, I think that's probably the most frustrating piece of it. And so I've been able to, you know, connect a lot too with people who, that's the one thing I love about what's going on with with technology and things, but really being able to connect with a lot of um, friends who are outside of my state, people of color who are doing amazing things in other areas of the world, and that's been really great as well. Mm -hmm. But 
you're saying that you experienced racism as a black woman since you identify as a black woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially. Well, you know, mm -hmm. it's so it's as a kid, mm -hmm. I had people, I mean, the racism was ridiculous when I was really little and as um, like in junior high. And I had a kid who told me once, he was like, hey, it's okay. You, you're you okay the way you are because you don't talk like a black person. Mm. Like, what does that even, <laughs> even mean? So, I mean, Do we talk like black people? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think so. we do. We will all agree on that one. Uh, <laughs> so, all of those things that are like, you know, that doesn't even, what is that even, I don't know. So I think that one of the biggest things I've had what to overcome in here is like that <laughs> tokenism thing. Like, I just want you to be here and be black and be the best black person that you could be. We're not actually going to do anything with you, but we just want you here to be black because yeah. we need diversity. You need you know? one. <laughs> you need yeah. one. They only need yeah. one. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. I think those are some of the things that I would love to see changed because um, people don't think they're racist here. Mm. And, and of course, they a lot play. of people they are play. not, but it's, di it's very different. They're not exposed. So as, they have as the know, Nobody calling them out. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. Nobody calling them out. Exactly. The rules that are I get play, it. that's why they're not being called Do you out. think... Do you think keep having all these technical difficulties? But we're back once again with Stephanie. <laughs> so we was talking about um, the different adversities that she had to overcome and the different racial racial barriers that she had to deal with growing up, especially in Omaha, right? Mm -hmm. Like the only we know Omaha from Peyton Manning from yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's why when he said it earlier, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. But we know about. Hackershaw Brashway, Brashaway, what's it called? Hackershaw Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire. Oh, I was way off. It's <laughs> <laughs> close. And then the College World Series and swim trials are oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. I mean. Mm -hmm. Oh, and curling, curling wow. trials, which I don't know, really understand that, but yes. We have a few things in New York, but but. Compared to that, it's nothing to brag about, so we're not going to mention it. No, I don't I don't know if most people have heard of New York, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. We're just, we're just sitting there. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... When we go out to Long Island in New York, they have a lot of uh, those places, um, Burger Shop, Brockaway, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any of <laughs> Yeah. No, no. We'll just say yes. <laughs> I feel like we got a slang, you know? Berkshire Hathaway, but yeah. Berkshire you Hathaway. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Just there's, there's a lot of those out in Long Island. And for the most part, mm -hmm. they sponsor a lot of events, like a lot of charitable events and a lot of um, yeah. non-profit organization work. Well, didn't we have somebody over here that was from that area? Hmm. I don't know. But... The vegan guy? 
No, he was from over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you say the vegan guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you talking about like the bad vegan no. show? No. no, 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 no. Okay. Last season I we had. Just watched that and I loved it. The bad vegan show? The oh. bad vegan show? No, last, last season we had a guy come on the show and uh, he was vegan. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Ace was like, you vegan, bro? You vegan? <laughs> <laughs> like, you sure, bro? You yeah. sure? <laughs> so, I didn't believe him at first. <laughs> he wasn't like, real enough. He got <laughs> I thought he just said it because, you know, his two friends said it. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way they said it, they said it more authentic. Hey, he just said, yeah, I'm a vegan. Oh. <laughs> so that's why I was like, are you sure? <laughs> you have to put a little bass in your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Watch on Netflix, The Bad Vegan. Mm-hmm. Good show. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that all happened in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. A lot of things happened. I didn't know. A lot of things mm-hmm. happened in New York, especially yeah. with vegans. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's crazy. There's a lot of vegan shops opening right now. I heard about slutty vegan. It's going crazy everywhere. Why do you call it? Why do you call it that? Are uh, vegan people religious? You could call them religious. Are vegan people religious? I think you can call them religious because I mean, like, mm. why can't I, you be vegan and religious at the same time? You technically can. I'm yeah. gonna say something. I think it's harder to be. A, I don't think I've ever seen a. Trafficker eat vegan food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get them good food. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm trafficking. I'm thinking, because I, I think, you know, life starts in the diet too. You eat healthy in the morning, you have a more happier day, you know? I mean, you don't say that. <laughs> That's vegan I'm food is expensive too. So. Yeah. 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 They, they say your health is expensive though at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You should okay. do a water drive, a healthy water drive. <laughs> I mean, it's easy yeah. for us to just go to the corner and just pick some up. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta promote health. That's what we But anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a vegan, but I'm trying to be vegan. <laughs> Why are we still talking about vegan? I don't know. Why? Tell me I why. Not, I am not a vegan. So, I'm just going to go on the record. <laughs> Wait, where did that even come from? I don't know. The vegan guy. No, he pressed him. <laughs> <laughs> he pressed the vegan people. Like. You're making your own statement. <laughs> so, that's the other thing about Nebraska. Nebraska. Vegans are hard to come by. We have Omaha steaks. Hmm. We got ranchers. We got a lot of beef. Uh, a lot of beef, wow. Oh, wait. <laughs> Is that where they have the ilks, like the big deers with the big horns? You oh, have those over there? The deers? Uh, like buffalo, the, like we got a lot of buffalo. No, not buffalo. Like you, alright, you ever seen the logo for the Milwaukee Bucks? Yes. Mm, okay, yeah. so do you guys have, have those or no? I don't know. Cattle is what I know. I, so I have none of these here, right? Like this is not my world, but <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of cattle in Western Nebraska, mm-hmm. which is why we are known as like Omaha steaks. You've heard of, right? Oh, no, Omaha steaks. You heard of that? No. Okay. Well, I mean, no, no, no. 
Omaha Steaks is like a big national company, steak company. We have really good beef. Really good beef. So, Pause. not vegan. Pause. Yeah, if we ever in town, like we'll take... You should come. So, yeah, when you're ever in town, you, you find me. And, I mean, you know where... Where I, you know my number, so call me, <laughs> and then I will take you out to get some really good Nebraska beef. Mm. All right, that'll be cool. Um, yeah. What's the closest state to Nebraska? Because some people might not know where Nebraska Iowa. is. Other than Iowa. Iowa is right oh. next door. Kansas, Colorado. I know more of Kansas, <laughs> just because of the Kansas City. Milwaukee. You know, Colorado is to the west of us. Yeah. We have a map here. That's what we're looking at. So. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Just, yeah. oh, I see it. Nebraska. I see yeah. it. North Dakota, South Dakota. South Denver, Dakota, yeah. Kansas City. Okay, you're right there in the middle. Yeah. We're right by Kansas City. It's very close to me. Those are all the, all the cold states. Is it hot there or is it cold oh, there? Well, right now it's rainy, but it can get really hot oh. and really cold. Oh. So we don't get... We don't get the snow and cold like you do. Nah, but I still get five seasons in one day, though. Yeah. Well, so so we do too. So that's what, what they say about Nebraska. Just just you wait fifteen minutes, and the weather will change. <laughs> so yeah, we we have that too. But uh-huh. we usually, I think, are after you. You get the bad weather, and then it comes here. Uh-huh. I think. We take the hit first. We let you know what's happening. <laughs> you like, all right. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we be giving us preparation. You know, the man, the man way. <laughs> and if her daughter's here too, so she just got to do one call. Yeah. Like, is it really snow? Like, ma, the snow is coming. All right. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. You get I'm those calls. Done with snow, but yes. <laughs> oh, you hate the snow. I'm not a fan. But western Nebraska right now is getting a ton of snow and closed the interstates. Yeah. Nah, I know y'all always get snow, to be honest. Just, yeah. just by the name of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nebraska That's sounds Alaska. cold. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exact place <laughs> for me. I was thinking of Nebraska. I was thinking your state had the, you know, the little house has those, those ice cubes and stuff. I was thinking you had those, to be honest. Matter of fact, don't they call them the igloos? Yes. Yeah. I thought I was the thinking of igloos. Yeah, I was thinking about like the no, great outdoors. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the great outdoors with like big like deers yeah. and like streams and like tall trees. Well, that's true in I some places. Deers. Like there's ranches and some places get snow. It's snowing down. <laughs> we have cars. <laughs> snow, we have cars. So, probably like good ranches. Yeah, ranches are like several hours. I would probably four or five hours. Do y'all get snow? So, so other yeah, areas get snow. We have big skies. No, she we get snow. Oh yeah. It's oh. just we don't get snow Everything like is um, Western Nebraska is closer to Colorado, so they get more snow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no closing thoughts. Like, well, yeah. Let's close out before it freezes one more time because it's snowing down again. No igloos. <laughs> you see, he spoke too soon. Oh, different kind of freezing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So closing thoughts. 
what thoughts would you like to leave the people with? You know, I think that um, all of us, I, I, probably one of the, the most important things that I would want to leave with everybody is that everybody has intrinsic value. Whether, you know, you feel that or not, that is probably the key thing. And I think that's the one thing that if we can recognize not only our value, but that every other person has intrinsic value and human dignity, I think that would just really make things so much better. And that's the crux of the problem of so many things is that people aren't recognizing not only their own value, but everybody else's. Mm -hmm. So tell the people like your, your website and if they want yes. to donate or if they want to get involved in the organization, tell them how they could do that. Absolutely. Go to setmefreeproject.net and Set you can absolutely find all information there. Um, you can email me at stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, at setmefreeproject.net. And then we're all on all the socials, on Facebook at Set Me Free Project and um, Instagram and YouTube. So, yeah, check us out for sure. Yeah, you're going to send me the link, so I'm going to put the links into the description of this Bad. episode. So we're I gonna, do that. So we're going to take care of that. Kamel, yeah. um, closing thoughts? Um, what? I think her, I think she's telling the truth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel BK, BK everyone that should think of themselves and, you know, have value. I think um, the Bible teaches us that. And we do have to get over our past mistakes. Um, on my heart, I feel is the traumas over this kid, Jaden, on my block um in Canarsie. I feel that anywho, it's on my heart still, but I feel violence in the hood should stop, you know? <laughs> I think sex trafficking in the hood should stop and I think you should watch the show because we got another one keeping it real. <laughs> hey, do you know if you're having a girl? Yeah. Okay, so here's my advice to you. So there is nothing those those relationships between a mom and daughter are really important but there is nothing like the relationship between a daddy and his daughter so really love that little girl take her on dates you know spoil her make yeah, her daddy's little girl that's super yeah. important yeah <laughs> thank you you'll be a good daddy Thank you, thank you. I hope so. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will be, you know. I I try to be her no best friend. Trying to and I I I'll be like Will Smith from Bad Boys. No, no, not Mark Martin, Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys. You know, I'll have a friend as a bodyguard to watch over. Her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like ET. I can. I will. I must. Say it with me. <laughs> I must, right? <laughs> you ever listen to E.T.? Mm -hmm. Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker? Yeah. What? Say that again? You ever heard of Eric Thomas, yeah, the motivational speaker? On YouTube. Oh. Um, uh -uh. Look him up. He, he gives great, great words of encouragement and, and advice. Mm -hmm. Eric okay. Thomas, E.T. The hip speeches. Hip yeah. yeah, the hip-hop preacher. Powerful okay. guy. Powerful speeches. Mm -hmm. 
Calling those days? Everything in life comes with a price. <laughs> okay, awesome. okay. And my closing thought is enjoy the laughters and enjoy the beautiful things in this world because the world is full of a lot of ugly things and a lot of cold moments. So whenever you can like enjoy a laugh and come together as one and come together as people and share information, I think that's great. I want to thank Stephanie from Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> all the way from over there. There's a lot of football going here. Yeah. Yeah. Omaha, 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 home of the beef. <laughs> and football. Talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to a lot of games. Yeah, so shout out to her for coming all the way out here, joining us on this platform in Brooklyn. So we thank her and we thank all of you for joining us. We thank all of you for your continued love and support and everybody that has Support the real word. This is the real word episode eight. Sorry, season eight, episode five. So shout out to everybody for supporting. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that has helped us to get this far so far. Um, I don't know if you want to close out with a prayer. Me? I would love to. Yeah, That'd go ahead. Awesome. Yeah. Father God, we just praise you for fun and laughter and connection and time together with people, Lord. We ask that you move mightily in um, people's hearts, that you um, really help us to follow your will in everything that we do, that the things that we're dealing with in this world that you have already overcome, Lord, we just ask that you um, remove it and help us um, to be yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So we thank you for joining us, guys, and we thank you for all your love and support. God bless and good night. It's the way